Welcome to the Dream Home Movement. This is your weekly dose of Dream Home Inspiration, bringing you clever hacks and tips from the very best local experts with your hosts, Tara and Joe. Welcome to the Dream Home Movement. I'm Joe Violetta from Violetta Finance, joined as always by my fabulous co-host Tara Vandalite from Building Dreams, Mornington Peninsula. Hey, Tara. Hello, Joe. Fabulous to be here. It is, isn't it? Yes, it's good to be back in the studio. We've had a week off. We did have a week off. Mm-hmm. It's lovely to it's lovely to be back. Hope we're not too rusty. No, I know. <laughs> Don't let us know. <laughs> You've had a big couple of weeks. We have. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now. A key element of a dream home is a beautiful garden, isn't it? Oh, it's I, for me. It's the most important element, really. Well, your garden's gorgeous, and you've put a lot of hard work into it. <laughs> I'm an enthusiastic amateur who's very sore. <laughs> <laughs> My garden is not so much, but it's coming along. Okay, we're yes. we're working hard on it. So we are talking tonight about gardens, and we have the perfect guest in the studio to speak with us about gardens. We're joined by award-winning rock star landscaper Mark of Sy... Ooh, I should have asked how to Psychus. pronounce... Psychas. Yeah, Is it Psychas? Some people say Psychas, some people say sick as. Other <laughs> people say psycho landscapes. So we'll go, let's, let's go with Psychas. Psychas Landscape Design to discuss how to achieve the dream landscape on the Mornington Peninsula. So welcome to the studio. Thanks, Joe. Thanks, Tara. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming in. Now we have all of our usual segments. We've got the property geek out with Tara. Mm-hmm. And we have the finance segment with Carl. SciCast Landscape Design was established 15 years ago throughout Victoria and Interstate. SciCast provides landscaping design and consultancy service catering for all styles of landscapes. Their speciality, however, is modern contemporary landscapes, and they're quite fabulous. Um, SciCast has been a keen participant in garden shows and festival arena, exhibiting eight times at the Melbourne International Flower and Garden Show. Wow, that's interesting. <laughs> Winning Best in Show twice and Gold Awards. Also been in the Chelsea Flower Show, winning silver. And um, Grand Designs Live. You're busy. Yeah, yeah, it's a long way to Chelsea. It's just near Seaford. <laughs> <laughs> It's a different Chelsea, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. For anyone who doesn't know about the Chelsea, um, the soccer team, (laughs) the Chelsea Flower Show, it's it's the the garden design show in England, isn't it? That um, yeah, I haven't met the Queen. You met the Queen? Did you really? Yeah, I met the Queen. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Um, (laughs) She was pretty grumpy. Was Was she? Super cold. Really cold day. She doesn't come across as you know warm. Well, I think she was expecting an Australian garden like full of natives and stuff and I yeah. had my take on an Australian garden which was actually a Melbourne garden. So right. it was quite moody and melancholic with a mix of horticulture. Oh, interesting. So I had all these like um, a Coburg backyard sort of thing. Uh yeah, more <laughs> more depressed and Courtney Barnett style. Oh wow! So okay. if, the, if the garden had Chelsea a sound, if the garden had a soundtrack, it would be a Nick Cave soundtrack. I actually designed the garden around getting Nick Cave's piano in there. <laughs> really, having a bit of mercy seat going on, but uh, couldn't get it over the line. But, uh, well, why not? <laughs> but had a bit of a chat to the Queen and told her that my birch trees weren't gum trees, and 
Um, oh, did she mistake your fish trees for gum trees? Yeah, that's all right, though. <laughs> I mean, they look like yeah. snow gums and when they're in leaf. So. I suppose so, yes. Yep, yep, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us a little bit about more about um, landscapes here on the Mornington Peninsula. What do you think is essential to include in a good Mornington Peninsula landscape? Well, I do a lot of work on the Peninsula and have done for 15 years. And, I mean, I've done it. I've just recently finished a... Uh, multi-million dollar garden on the cliff in Portsea and I've done oh, wow. work in per- in Sorrento and Blair Gowrie and Rye and uh, Martha Cove. Um, it, it depends on the parameters of the job and how that job needs to be designed. So if it's a, if it's a planning job, it's a lot more complicated because Morning Peninsula Council is very complicated to work with. Really? Very limited with, with the plants you can use. What kind of plants do they insist on? Um, 100% endemic, so all local, hmm. which makes Doesn't landscapes... Doesn't a big variety, no. Uh, well, there's hundreds of them. But, okay. Um, if city folk want to come down here and hmm. create a Malvern garden, it's not going to happen. No. Not through planning. Very interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah it's, it's difficult. And then you add the bushfire rating stuff into it. Oh. I've recently worked, I've just today I've wrapped up a job in um, Mount, Mount Martha for council application yep. and uh, they had a bell rating of 12.5, which is the lowest rating mm-hmm. on the bushfire rating. Yep. And, uh, you know, no no shrubs within three metres of a building window. Mm. And on a suburban block, that makes it impossible to do a garden. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. very tricky. So, yeah, you've got to be super creative mm. and work really hard on getting your clients into that frame of mind that yep. a garden can still be a garden. Even <laughs> if it's not what you originally envisioned. Yeah. That's it. Mm, yeah. yeah. There's, there's so many what I would call empty nesters moving to the peninsula. I've done yeah. lots of work mm. in Red Hill and Shoreham where people still own apartments in Albert Park and Mill Park. And, yeah. Oh, uh, right. They've made that move okay. and, you know, they're living down here four days a week, next year five days a week. All right. Two years later. They want to be down here full time. Yeah, yeah, that makes good sense. But it does. They're, they've got to adapt to those conditions, and you know that's all fine. That's all good. Yeah. Um, and we do have a, a changing climate. We need to work with working with our endemic species and yeah. looking after our wildlife. But um, it can make it really problematic from an expectations perspective. So it's not mm. just native. It has to be from here. Yeah. Wow. Endemic. Wow. So hold on. So, hold, so so you've got native plants, obviously, in Australia, but... But I want to understand, yeah. so you say if there's planning, so does this rule apply to everyone who's planting in their garden on the peninsula? No. Or what does it mean when there's planning? No, not every, not every um, design is or building application is subject to planning. Mm-hmm. Um, if it's a smaller site, it will be. Yep, okay. If it's a... A site in a particularly fragile area, it will be. Okay. Yeah. Um, if it's a site even on a large acreage, it could be. Okay. So if I've got a house just sort of near off near Main Street, Mornington, and it's just a, like a normal house on a 500 square metre block on a just a suburban street, and I want to plant a tulip, <laughs> it's the first <laughs> plant I thought of in my front garden. 
If you just is want to do okay? your garden, you're, you're not going to go okay. through this stuff. If you're yeah. knocking your house over and building one or two. Gotcha. They like to know. Gotcha. Are you going to put the trees back if you're going to take them out? Gotcha. They don't, um, like, okay. they don't like to know. They have to know. They have to know. They have to know. Yeah. <laughs> so that's where we would have a chat with our, our past guest, Melinda Ryan. Yes. From Peninsula Planning, I think yep. is the name of her. And yep. she's a town planner. So that's yep. where we'd have a chat to her. And, and also a would... landscape designer because they would have the planning mm. regs in their brain. Of course, They're dealing yes. with it day in, yep. day out. Yep. Absolutely. Okay. So, yep. so what do you often see people get wrong in landscaping um, in general, not just on the peninsula? Well, using the wrong plants. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tulips, for example. I, I get so many <laughs> briefs from people who have just come back from Bali. Yes. Oh, we want a tropical want a garden. Hunt. Have yeah. you been outside today? Yeah, we live in <laughs> Melbourne. Have you been outside for the last four months? Mm. It's not Bali. Yeah. <laughs> not even close. Jamie Jury can do Bali. <laughs> Jamie can do everything. <laughs> you have a bit of a Jamie Jury story, don't you? Oh, a little bit. I've got a couple. <laughs> Where do you want to start? Do you want to start the garden show in 2005? Let's, yeah, let's yeah. start there. Apparently, apparently you, you borrowed something from Jamie, didn't you? Well, I'd like to think I saved something from Jamie. <laughs> I'm not sure Jamie would agree, but yeah. <laughs> he probably doesn't. He, he could be listening. Yeah. Um, I'm sure he is listening I, to our show. I built a garden. Yes. I built a garden. There was a third garden I did at the garden show in, at Mifkus, as I called it before. The Melbourne International Flowering Garden Show, That's yes. That's the one. And uh, Jamie was building a – well, he designed a garden next door that other people were building for him because he's too busy to do that stuff. So. Mm-hmm. And he had a pond that was really shallow and sort of, uh, what do you call it, stagnant. Yes, yeah. Yep. So he put some fish in it to make it look good. And um, by the time the judges came around, the fish were all on the edge, Aww. gasping. <laughs> they looked like mullets in <laughs> Belcombe Creek at the end of February. <laughs> so I just picked these fish up and put them in my pond, which was deep and pure and clear and had aeration and... Thought nothing of it. I was just saving them. Yeah. And um, I think five days into it, yeah, just before end of the show, Jamie's offsider Harriet said to me, "Have you seen our fish?" I said, "Yeah, they're in my pond." <laughs> it was an ega- it was an egalitarian act. It was. Yes. It was, yeah. It's what landscapes all about. It's about preserve preservation and yeah. <laughs> sustainability Stain- and yeah, looking after Look, nature. Let's face it. How would have Jamie looked? On Backyard Blitz the following oh, week. Yeah. yeah, That would have been embarrassing. If the RSPCA had marched on and said, those dead fish. Mm. <laughs> so it was a PR thing. You were acting in his best interests, interests. Yeah. PR interests. Yeah. 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 So your besties, really. <laughs> <laughs> so cycus is a type of plant, isn't it? Yeah, it's a really old type of plant. And what, uh, I, I don't know what it looks like. They're like little palm trees. Yes. Posh palm trees. Posh palm Posh trees. Posh palm trees because they're really sort of, sort of nice shape. Mm. I think, I think they're, and they're slow growing. There's about a hundred, 150 different varieties. Mm. And the one everyone knows is actually a Japanese one. Right. From the Sago Islands, which is the chain of islands off the south of Japan. Right. And that's Cycus revoluta. Um, yeah. but there's 90 odd varieties, um, endemic to the, Kimberley. Oh, I didn't know that. And there's macrosomias, which are related to them as well, and they grow up all through all that country that's just been burnt in East wow. Gippsland. Wow. And uh, up through Bega. 
So lots of different mm. types of posh palm trees out there. That's it. <laughs> yeah. That's great. <laughs> None of them quite as nice as a date palm, but <laughs> but I'm joking. I don't understand. Let's just keep going. I've only just, I've only just met psychers, so I'm not quite up with. I'll, I'll go home and I'll Google I'm, date. I'm a horticultural snob. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> All the horticulturists listening to the show, are like, oh. I get that. <laughs> now, before the break, we were talking about uh, some of your celebrity connections. You've met the Queen. You stole Jamie Drury. You you borrowed Jamie. You rescued Jamie Drury's fish. <laughs> and you know Spence from the block. I do know Spence. Yeah, I know Spence. I've known Spence for 20-odd years. Yes. Oh, wow. That's a, that's yeah. a, that's a fair innings. I've done a few gardens with Spence. And yep. I know him back from a time when I was actually building gardens rather than just designing them. So, Ooh. okay, yeah. And so, what do, you, what do you think about if he, his chances this season mm. on the block? Oh, I think he'll do well. Yeah, yeah. Despite being a super nice guy, yeah, he's a lovely guy. Oh, is he? Oh, that's good too. Yeah. It's always nice to hear that the people that seem nice on TV are are, are really nice. Have you in, noticed in his eyes? He's real got life. the most beautiful eyes. Everyone sees. <laughs> I'll have to have a good. I'll have to have a good look. I won't be able to not notice it now. So, if you uh, if you listening have noticed Spencer's eyes and you just think they're fabulous, um, jump onto our Facebook page and let us know how gorgeous you think Spencer's eyes are. Spoiler alert: Spence apparently is from the Barossa Valley. Right. According oh, yes. to the blog. Yes, yeah, they do say no. that. He's not. Born in Brendan Doncaster. Really? <laughs> so why are they saying he's from the Brossa Valley? It sounds a bit nicer than Because he lives there now. So, yeah. Yeah, they moved over there. He's him, him and Kerry moved over there a few years ago, but yep. his last project in Melbourne was a, an amazing uh, mid-century house. Oh, wow. Replica. Yeah, um, right. In Park Orchards. Wow. On an acre, rammed earth, stunning house. Wow. I've so, actually worked on that house uh, under the current owner yep. after he sold it and it's a beautiful project. Well, Fantastic. speaking of beautiful areas, you've moved down to the peninsula, Mornington Peninsula. Mm. What inspired you to move down this way? Because I know that you've you've always done a lot of work down here. So, uh, We came down here for a couple of reasons. Mm. Um Neither my, none of them were my doing initially, but mm-hmm. I love it here. Mm. Uh, we moved down here. We had to get get out of where we were living, which was under under the elevated railway line in, in Carnegie, okay. which yeah. is now up and running. But Carly, my wife, wanted to be down close to her family, which are all around Mornington. Okay. And we moved down for uh, my daughter's education. We liked the school that we found and we're great close to it. Yeah, I've got some good schools around here. Yes. So, yeah. and. Thinking of different gardens, what is your favourite Victorian garden? Oh, there's so many. In a weakness, I'd say the Cranbourne Gardens, but mm-hmm. when I think about mm-hmm. it seriously, I love the Botanic Gardens in Melbourne, mm. particularly Guilfoyle's Volcano, which is the right up on the Anderson Street Hill. Mm. Most incredible, most incredible views of the city. Yeah, mm. and ironically, Guilfoyle's Volcano was the first thing started under the original designer of the gardens being Guilfoyle yeah. um, in the 1860s and wasn't finished until six or seven years ago yeah. under Andrew Laidlaw. So. Oh, wow. Yeah. 
So, so, quite, so quite an undertaking. The gardens, how old are they again, mm. the, the Melbourne Botanic Gardens? Is it 140 years? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They, were, they were built in the 1860s. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so this last piece of the puzzle, the um, uh, volcanic... Um, yeah, the volcano. Yeah, the volcano. This is always designed it, it to be there. It does look like a volcano. It's a hill that, <laughs> with a lake in it, mm. like a crater, and it's got it, yeah. floating gardens in it. Yeah. And it's surrounded by this sort of prehistoric mix of succulents from around the world. There's a few succulents. <laughs> yeah. There. A few posh palm trees. No, no date palms. No. But <laughs> bottle trees and Dracaena dracos, which are the coolest yep. plants in the world. Mm. Dragon blood trees. And, uh, yeah, lots of bottle trees. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, golden barrel cacti. Interesting. Amazing stuff. And so it was always designed to be there, but they didn't have the resources to do it until just recently. Well, it, it, I think it, and don't quote me on this. And out of hope, vogue. If anyone's listening who knows better, please ring yes. in. Um, it, it had a lot to do with the water supply into the, the gardens. Oh, there was old okay. um, irrigation networks set up from above Dites Falls on the Yarra to gravity feed water to the Botanic Gardens originally. Yep. And this being such a an elevated point, they couldn't actually irrigate that area ah. in that current technology. No iPhones or anything like that. <laughs> <laughs> so now they've got the pump to make it happen. Yeah, they they do, and there's a tap on across yep. the road. So, oh, well, that will help. <laughs> <laughs> but it's an amazing part of Melbourne. It really is. Yeah, I mean, the whole Botanic Gardens domain area is a spectacular part part it, of Melbourne. It is, isn't it? It's really clever. It's really, um, I don't know. It's it's really very much the people's garden as well, isn't it? it? Is. Yeah, like you very much use it. It's part. Yeah, well, just only two or three years ago, they um, regenerated the. The fernery garden there, yep. the rainforest garden. They put a big elevated walkway through it, yep. which puts you up out of the landscape. It's exciting, isn't yeah, it? It's magic. Yeah. And yep. it's magic. Um, yeah, it's beautiful to walk through there. I really like the kids' garden. I get stuck there all the time with my young yeah, kids. Yeah, the kids' garden is fantastic. There's yeah. little streams and... Yeah. Yeah. We spoke earlier about some of the mistakes that we see people... that you see people making when it comes to landscaping... Can we touch on that again, mm. but maybe talk about some of your, your best tips, or some of your, your best advice if someone's wanting to create a beautiful mm. garden? Oh, I like to think that people should look at their properties from a perspective of a third, a third, a third. So yep. a third house, a third usable surface, and a third garden. And garden is really about whether you want to use it to eat from Mm. cook from mm. or just generate oxygen for our planet from mm. we say see so many apartment buildings going up with no vegetation in them yeah mm. and i have a lot to do with um the nursery growing industry of victoria the yes. njiv yeah which mm. is basically the the association for wholesale nurseries mm. and you know, green space, they've done the surveys, surveys. Although we're more conscious about green space, green space is going down because of the apartment. Mm. Right, okay. The apartment life that we're wanting to live. Mm. Yeah, that high density It puts a living. lot of pressure on, on our environment. Mm. And, mm. you know, we need to get more green space into our cities. Yep. 
It's the jewel of the crown. Like, mm, it is. <laughs> I'm staging my house for sale at the moment, and I must admit your eye goes to whatever's green in the room, like mm. natural. There mm. are some fake plants in there. The stylist put them, not me. That's okay. <laughs> but can I tell That's you, so honestly, nice. honestly, I've put fresh, real plants within the fake ones, and all of a sudden it looks a million times better. Right. It oh, just that, sings to your eyes. That's a clever tip. Yeah. So, um, like, they'll have fake foliage, and I put real stuff in there as well. Huh. <laughs> and it makes it look a million times better. Mm. Yeah. But we need to use plants properly, and, mm. you know, let's go back to the block. Mm. Who saw that bathroom wall? Are you mm. talking about the the um the maple tree that they have? Oh, the I'll get to the maple tree in a minute. <laughs> the poor, the poor struggling maple. <laughs> I'm talking about the one when uh, Neil turned around and goes, "There's someone else in the room." Yes, because he was in a bathroom with vegetation oh, growing yep. on a wall that mm. was never going to grow there. Yeah, because no. it's inside a house. Yes, yes. Um, in a and bathroom. They've got, in a bathroom. Mm. Yeah. Uh, ducted heating. Yes. Rah rah rah. We all know how indoor plants struggle. <laughs> yeah. Try putting outside plants in inside. Yeah, yeah that was get, very temporary. Maple. Mm. <laughs> maple tree looked fantastic, didn't it? Well, yeah, I don't think it's going to be there this time next when year. When was that filmed? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the maple tree is there now. No, it's gone, it's gone now. It's like they thought um, they were at the, the garden show and they were just building a temporary garden in the bathroom. It looked oh, good. I think it looked good. Mm. I don't know if it's going to live, but no. it's a bit ambitious. I think that's the biggest battle we have with, in landscape and horticulture yeah. is actually convincing people and getting it through to people yeah. that they're dealing with living things. Yes. They're not ornaments. No. They yeah. might look beautiful and, like, that's fine when they don't look beautiful, throw them away, but that's sort of cruel. Are you going to re-put it into your garden? <laughs> I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll ask Spence if I can get hold of it. Next to Jamie Jury's fish. <laughs> so it, it might... I gave Jamie's fish back. <laughs> it took a while to catch. <laughs> so it might not feel fun, but you do need to think long-term about your plants because it'll be very sad if they, they totally. all, all, all die. As you say, they're not just ornaments. They are living, so they you need to consider your climate. And the biggest you are... Get, is going back to a garden that I did 20 years ago and seeing how it looks because it looks nothing like how it started. Yeah, yeah. And if it's been looked after, it'll look amazing. Everything's matured. And yeah, that's true. So you do need to think further Mm. ahead. Yeah, and let that. People people need to research the plants they're using. Mm. We had a a spell through the 80s and 90s where particular plants were marketed really hard. with the best intentions that turned out to be horrendous plants. Was that? Oh, well, well I remember in the 80s, all my friends' parents had ferns. Yep. That oh. was very, tr- ferns were very trendy cool, in reckon. the 80s. <laughs> my mum used to go and steal ferns out of the Strathbogie Ranges. <laughs> plants in the 80s and 90s um, that, mm. yeah, I'm curious. Well, yuckers are yuckers. the best example. Yes. Do you know one, more than one in six ear injuries in Australia are caused from yuckers? No. no. People turning around and bang, into the ear. Is that a true uh, Oh, another piercing. Fact. Is that a true fact or an alternative? It's a true, it's a true, <laughs> it's a true fact. Hey, you know what? I've got it. What we need to do now is we need to ask you our signature question. Yeah. We have a, a question that, unless you have any other questions before no, the signature. No, no, no. Uh, we have a, a signature question that we ask all of our guests and it is, what does the term dream home mean to you? Oh, everyone else has got a dream home. <laughs> no, a dream home. A dream's a, 
You wake up from dreams. Mm. And while you're in them, they're fantastic. But dreams change from night to night. Mm. Um, I used to live in a house in Carnegie, which was my dream home. Yeah. And you've got to let go when you move. Mm. For whatever mm. reason, you move and you've got to you work do. towards your next dream. So yes. I'm in my dream home now, mm-hmm. my little Tudor barn. <laughs> clad with asbestos next to the beautiful Chancellor Patrick house that I really want. That's my dream home. <laughs> I'm living next door to my dream home. Well, when you think of it, they, can, they, don't, have, they don't have a view of their house. You know, you're enjoying their That's house. That's true. More than them in a way. That's true. But part it. of the problem that, that how we live now is that people work towards selling. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, I say to people all the time, oh, you're nearly finished, you can put it on the market. <laughs> yeah. 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 But, you know, I think if we stop and smell the roses, so to speak. Yes. Um, you're in your dream. Yeah. Enjoy enjoy where you are. Yeah, we get stuck in the small stuff as well. Mm, you know? Yeah. Actually, a lot of our guests have said that when they go to sell their house and they get it staged and everything, they're like, oh, this is actually really lovely here. Mm, I really, I might bite myself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> bend bend. <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining us tonight, Mark. We really appreciate it. Now, if people want to find you or follow you or get in contact with you, how can they do that? Uh, it's unlikely anyone would, but just go. To oh, <laughs> come on. I think we do. I think we do the Instagram thing and just, just Google Psychus. So that's C Y C A S Psychus. Yes. So okay. He, he is on Instagram. Let me have a quick look. And Facebook. Um, Thanks, here we go. Because Mark's not going to do this for himself. No. Okay. I'm too old for that. Google Psychus Landscape Design. You could find them on Instagram and it's Psychus Landscaping. Um or Facebook, I think they'd be on as well. Psychus. So it's C Y C A S. And, yeah, you'll Beautiful. find Mark Browning that way. Or you could Google Mark Browning. He's won a couple of awards. Yeah. Just a couple. Yeah, he'll come yeah. up. He'll come yeah. up. <laughs> you might find the footballer who used to play for the <laughs> Swans. But... He's next to the oh, garden it, gnome. It was there? Okay. <laughs> yeah, the so scroll past the footballer and, and go to the real rock star. Yeah. Yeah. The gardening one. That's right. <laughs> All right, off to a break. And when we come back, we are going to have a crack at the finance segment, if I can get Carl on the line. But from the way things are going tonight, who knows? Who knows? It's a mystery. <laughs> Welcome back to the Dream Home Movement. Joe here. And we're heading into the finance segment. Now, usually uh, I would have Carl on the line. We would have Carl on the line uh, doing our finance segment. But we're just having a few technical issues tonight. So we're not able to grab him. But that's absolutely fine because there is something that I really wanted to talk to you about. And it's finance related. A report was released and it's the Hilda report and Tara's just said goodbye to Mark and she's heading back into the studio. Hello. (laughs) Welcome back. I've got your mic on. It's ready to go. (laughs) Now the report is the Hilda report and Hilda stands for household income and labor dynamics. Now I hope I haven't lost you. That doesn't sound super sexy or exciting, but the information in it for me was quite alarming and I think it should be alarming for you as well. Mm. Now, what the report found is that most Australians have dangerously low levels of financial literacy. 
No. Yeah, and financial literacy is your your understanding of of, of money and and hmm. finances, and so the look at. <laughs> This report, it's an indication. It's not conclusive. The, the sample size of the group wasn't massive. It wasn't millions of people, but it was a decent size. And they had to answer five questions. Less than 50% of Australians could actually answer those questions correctly. Oh. All five of them. Wow. And so that, that is a bit of a worry. Financial literacy is really important. And as much as people might say, you know, there's more to life than money and money isn't the most important thing in life and all of that sort of thing, Mm. the honest truth is that we live in a society where we do actually need money. Yeah, on a practical level. It's nice to know how to use it and figure it out. Exactly. And if you, you know, you need money to, to survive. Yeah. And if you don't understand it and it's something that's really quite critical to survival, then that that's really concerning. Now, I did the five questions myself and mm. I got them all right. Oh, so thankfully. I'm not, thankfully. I'm not, I'm not bra- like saying that to be all braggy <laughs> I kind or anything. I kind of want to do them as well. Well, uh, I do have a link to them. Yep. So I'll pop that on our Facebook page if anyone wants to to take the, the, the quiz. And look, if you don't get them all right yep. – that that's okay. It just means okay. I need to focus on building my financial. Where the gap is, yeah, my, yeah. It will help you identify where the gap is. Now, the the stats were, and I'll quickly tell you because we're actually heading towards the end of the show, and we've got the property yeah. geek out segment coming up next. Only forty nine point nine percent of men could answer all five questions correctly, and thirty five point four percent of women. Mm. So. Sisters, we need to, yeah. you know, we need to focus on this stuff. And look, I know that money and finances can sometimes feel a bit boring or scary or bamboozling, mm. but this, it's super important to understand that, that, oh. all, all that stuff. So if you want a way to learn about money that's kind of, easy and accessible, you're welcome to pop over to my Facebook page, which is Violetta Finance. And Carl, Carl's my husband. Mm. Carl and I post on there regularly. So Carl does a video every Wednesday. It only goes for about two minutes and Mm. he just covers something off about finance. I do a live video every Sunday. So you can pop on there and watch that and and join the conversation or watch the replay. It's at 11 a.m. every Sunday, Eastern Standard Time. And there's also a Facebook group, which um, I pop into every now and again, mm. probably should get in there a bit more, called the um, Mindful Money Mummies. So mm. you, can, you can find that on Facebook. And let's just start talking about money and and let's, let's educate ourselves about it because we, ignorance isn't bliss when it comes to finances. Not really. Not really. We invest so much time into learning other things. Why not just this particular one? Because it have a big follow-on effect. Exactly. Mm. I'm going to hop down off my soapbox now okay. and hand over to you, Tara, yeah. for the Property Geek Out segment. Yeah, here we go on Property Geeky Stuff. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Property Geek Out. Let's mm-hmm. talk about adding value to your home. Mm. In fact, Here's more interesting. Let's let's talk about what does not add value to your home. Ooh. Yeah. So when we're looking at adding um, improvements to our homes, mm. um, let's talk about from a bank valuation or a resale point of view. Because, look, your home's not just about selling it, but it's nice to know that if you're going to invest the big 
bucks in it that if you were in a situation where you had to sell it, um, you're not going to be out of pocket for doing that particular improvement. Mm. So six home improvements that add no value to your house. Oh, okay. That's strong yeah. words. Yes. No, no, no value from a, um, a bank valuation point of view or view or resale value. Okay. So a long driveway. Okay. It is expensive to do a long driveway to set yes. your house back further. You've got to run the connections further. You've got to run a larger driveway. Mm-hmm. And that adds extra expense to your house and you don't really get any money back necessarily for having a longer driveway really. Right. Not necessarily. Not necessarily. So if you can avoid it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, a few other things are retaining walls. Okay. Yeah. So sometimes they're necessary. You can't, you can't get around putting a retaining wall there, but it's, it's then again, another one of those things that you have to do, mm. it's not going to add any resale value to your house. Right. It's not going to, you know, get you any more money back if you'd get a bank valuation. Um, okay. Yeah, it won't allow you to access any equity. So retaining walls, they add no real value to your house. This one's going to be interesting. It's going to be mm-hmm. controversial. Ooh, oh, okay. okay. Yes, yep. Heaps of storage. Okay. Doesn't really add any value to your house. Right. What about walk-in robes though? Yes and no. Okay. Yeah. So mm. there's 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 a certain level of storage that people expect that you yeah that you yeah, need for like a, a particular baseline. form. Yeah. There's a baseline. Mm. Additional above that is really lovely to have. It's very practical. It's mm. it's great from a living point of view, mm. but from a resale point of view, no, you don't really get much more back for it. So that's another thing to keep in mind. Um, it's kind of interesting. Mark Browning was touching on it with the landscaping. A lot of houses being built on the Mornington Peninsula at the moment, they have to be, um, have to come within bushfire regulations. Yes. Yep. So of course, meeting those regulations doesn't necessarily add any extra value right, to your okay. house. It's something you have to do. Just something you have to do. You have to do it. Mm-hmm. You don't want your house burning down. <laughs> <laughs> no. But, yeah, from a resale point of view, you don't really get any more back for mm. it. A large laundry. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So everyone's expecting a laundry. Mm. We all know a lot, you know, a fancy laundry is nice, mm. but it doesn't really add any, right. you know, yeah. cost benefit to your house from a resale point of view. Mm. Yeah. Um, and then probably the last one to point out, especially being here on the Mornington Peninsula and we've got a bit more space, mm-hmm. is um, excessive shedding, like sheds and out right. um, buildings. Okay. Okay. So obviously this depends on what your property is like, you know, if you have like a sort of semi sort of rural sort of arrangement mm-hmm. or if you have if you have something sort of in a more built-up area, mm. okay, like having that extra, extra huge big workshop that you can get the boat and the caravan and everything in it, um, you're not going to get much more than what you paid for it back really right? because it doesn't suit everybody. So not everyone has a caravan, not everyone. Beyond a three-car garage with a workshop, beyond that, it's more than what the average person really needs. Right, okay. Yeah. Down here on the peninsula, depending on the property, obviously. So there are a couple of things to keep in mind. Um, if you're building your own house, if you're designing it, mm-hmm. um, you do want to keep the resale in your mind just in case one day, you know, 
Um, you don't want to overcapitalize, and those are some areas that you can maybe cut back on a little bit. Very good. Yeah, spend the money elsewhere. Food for thought. Food for thought, absolutely. Now, Tara, if people want to, um, if people want to get in contact with you or they want to see what you're up to or have a chat with you about, um, about their renovations or their dream homes, where can they find you? Come and join the community. (laughs) Come and join the Building Dreams Morning, Building Dreams Morning, Mornington Peninsula community on Facebook. We have a thriving Facebook group of over 3,000 people. Mm. Um, lots of other people who are doing renovations and building projects of their own sharing ideas swapping resources there's also a lot of industry people on there as well um you're welcome to join if you're local or even if you're not local and you're looking to move to the potential you're allowed to join as well yeah. um yeah just look us up on facebook building dreams dot mornington peninsula you shall find us <laughs> you certainly shall well that's all we have time for tonight thank you so much for joining in and listening <laughs> I am a blue, so... blue moon episode. Wow, I know. Thank you so much for tuning in is what I wanted to say. We really appreciate it and we look forward to speaking to you again next week. Bye. Bye.